0: We looked at light last week in verse 8. <laughs> Ye were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And uh, we looked at that, walking as children of light. <clears throat> it separates, it repudiates, it emancipates, liberates, illuminates, ag- aggravates. <laughs> and we can appropriate Through the light, the Word of God. Well, tonight we'll move on in verse 9, and it reads, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can walk a walk that is approved of you, proving what is acceptable to our God. As we read the Word, as we... Live out the word in our lives, and Lord, we walk pleasing. I pray that we all would walk, all would want to walk, not because it's a law, but because of the love that we have for you and what you have done for us. Lord, minister the word to our lights, our lives tonight, and that our conduct would be becoming of the Christian as we look at these things. Challenge our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. <coughs> A convicting distinction in verses 8 to 14 is what we started looking at last week. Where light radiates, it brings a change of character. That's verse 8. Secondly, it brings a change of conduct. And here we have mentioned in verse 9, fruit of the Spirit. If you're looking for that, where would you go in the Bible? The fruit of the Spirit, there is... Things that are listed for the, that are the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5. Galatians 5. And so that's where we go and get a, a list of love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness and the things mentioned there. Um, <clears throat> and the fruit of light also from verse 8. If we are children of light, we will display the characteristics of light and the character of God. This character will be evidenced in two others in our conduct, in our conversation. And so, this light radiating brings a change of conduct. And God always acts according to his character. And his character is mentioned in verse 9 as being good, righteous, and truth. (laughs) He's just and many other things. Love, is pure. Our conduct conduct as Christians will reflect these godly characteristics. Our conduct. What is the word in the New Testament that's used to talk about our conduct? Conversation. Conversation. That's the word conversation. Let's look at this for a a while because this is used many times Mm -hmm. in the New Testament and it speaks directly to the way we conduct ourselves as Christians. Let's go back in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3. Just back a little. And we have it mentioned, among whom we also had our conversation in times past, that's our conduct in times past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And so that's our previous, our past conduct. There should be a difference. (laughs) The the contrast should be evident. That's the conduct we had. This is the conduct we now have. Our conversation. If we go to Ephesians chapter four and verse twenty-two, we have the, the word used here as well. It's not used in the verses we're looking at, but it's intimated there in that the conduct, our conduct, should be acceptable unto the Lord, according to verse ten, Ephesians four twenty-two, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So I've called this carnal conversation, the old man. What are we to do with the carnal conduct that we once used to participate in as Christians? We should, according to that verse, 22, put it off. Put off concerning this conversation. Now, what does it say? Old habits die hard uh, and, and that is true the longer you've lived in the old habits the harder it might be but you see some Christians when they become Christians get victory quickly and that's great to see that some they wrestle with some things uh, what are some things that people wrestle with in their conduct that they used to have that some habits that die hard language. say the language the language it, anger. Anger. Lying. And the old man's there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lying. Anything else? Lying. Addiction. Convictions? Addiction. Addictions, Addiction. Oh, sorry, yes. Addiction yeah, nowadays. Those sort of addictions I can get into those bad habits of taking drugs and things. It's epidemic, really. And then when a person gets saved, it's it's frazzled a brain somewhat too. It can do that to to different people. Um, I remember past Brother (laughs) Evangelist Weeks going out visiting. I've used it before and they're in a bus with a group of people from the church and they're getting out of the bus. I think he might have used it as a public illustration. And the fellow before him was leaning over a bit. A pack of smokes fell out of his front pocket. And Brother Weeks bent over and picked them up, put them back in here, brother. Are these yours? You know, he's very red-faced and embarrassed. But Glenn didn't say, I no, no, don't smoke or anything, but the guy was guilty and found out. And drinking. Some people find that a hard habit. And there's a, there's a few. Um, did, did you hear of the person that, is, that um, was a member of the church and they were going church and they were running a bit late and it wasn't here okay so somewhere else and they they pulled up a church and everyone saw them pull up outside the building and about five minutes later they drove off and they went what happened what happened they had brewed their own and we had quite as a deacons and that we had quite a conversation before they became members that's not on but anyway they brewed their own in a bottle and put a lid on and it was in the passenger side seat. And it rolled out. So it fired up, you know, it was fizzy. And it exploded. And he, he went down to push him under the seat. Guilty. <laughs> push him under the seat and then it exploded and almost cut his main artery. It cut other things and he had to rush off to hospital. That's why he didn't come into church. So he had to confess because he's got a big bandage. What happened, brother? <laughs> you know, Some habits die hard. That And... He, he knew it was wrong. That's why he was putting men under his seat. But he was persisting in doing that. Some habits die hard. But for our, the sake of Christ, for the testimony of Christ, we need to get rid of these old con- this old conversation, this old conduct. Um, <clears throat> we won't be spending as much time. The old carnal life. Uh, chapter 1 of Philippians, if we go that way. Philippians 1 verse 27. Notice what it says here. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. And whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Let your conversation be as it becometh. This is a positive one, isn't it? And so <clears throat> this is changed conversation, I've called it. A carnal conversation, gone. A changed conversation, come in. Let, your, let it be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Is this becoming of a Christian? When we do things, is this right? Is this wrong? Is it becoming? Yes, we've got the whole series. <laughs> the changed into his image. Changed into his image. There's a whole study and series on that one. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. <clears throat> For our conversation is in heaven... From which also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, where is our conversation to be centred, as it were? It's in heaven. It's about heavenly things. It's it's as though we were there, and that's what we're speaking down here. Our our words and our behaviour is as though we were there. We're on the way, but not there yet. But Our conversation is on heavenly things about the behaviour that we will participate. I was thinking of it today. I thought, I wonder if we're going to team up with somebody and uh, whatever we're doing in heaven, I know we'll be praising and singing, but uh, doing the work that God has for us in, in eternity. Just gladly fulfilling that. I wonder if it's with saints that we know down here that we'll be up there labouring with, working with. I, I think God won't have us sitting around. I, look at the angels. They're busy. They're busy now and they, they've got tasks to do and, and they report on what they do. They come and give an account to God. And so our conversation, our work, should be centred around heavenly things. Uh, set your affections on things. Above. First uh, Timothy chapter four and verse twelve. First Timothy four twelve, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, that's the conduct, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So have a commendable conversa- um, conversation. And that is not speaking so much as the conduct, our behaviour here. And, and Paul is telling Timothy, as a young pastor, let your behaviour, your conduct be commendable. Don't let people despise your youth, but be an example. We sing a song, Be Thou an Example. That's a song that it's not in a hymn book, it's in I think it's in the Wilds thing the book there. In word in conduct. Who's looking on our conduct? Who's looking at us all the time in our home? Our our, our children? Our spouses? What about in our church? What about at work? People are looking. Is it is it commendable conduct? Would the Lord be able to say, well done with what we're doing? And the same thought is in James 3, 13, where it uses the word conversation. It's a commendable. It's recommended. It's an example. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. There's another one, Hebrews 13, verse 5 and verse 7. We have that there uh, written. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So it's a covetous free conversation, covetous free conduct. We probably ask it in the negative. Who's, who's never been covetous? If you say, No, I've never been covetous, I haven't coveted something of somebody else. Well, we should ask your mum and dad <laughs> when you're little and you're in the toy yard or the toy toy pen with somebody else. Did you covet it then? Usually there's a fight over a toy. There are hundreds of toys, but there's just one toy you want both one. Um <clears throat> covetous. It's in our nature, isn't it? The old nature and the Bible's telling us not to be covetous in our conduct, without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. That's with what the Lord has provided, be content with those things. For we've got him He will never leave us nor forsake us, as the verse tells us. And along a bit further in verse 7, remember them who have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their manner of life or their conversation or their conduct. Consider the end of their conversation. It's talking about the leadership in local churches, I believe, them that have the rule over you, who have spoken to you the word of God. Whose faith follow? Paul said, "I have set an example." He said to Timothy, "I've been an example. You be an example." Whose faith follow? Considering the end of their conversation, what a wonderful reward awaits those that are walking in their conduct that is pleasing to the Lord, walking in holiness. That's what I chose. Um, the first their song was speaking of that. Over in Second, oh, we'll go to First Peter, chapter two or oh, chapter 1 there's one in there there's quite a few that peter uses too in his epistles here first peter chapter 1 and verse 15 he said this moreover i will endeavor that you may be able to after my decease to have these things always that's the second that second that's oh, oh, it didn't have it in it that but as he who hath called you is holy so be ye holy in all Conversation in all your conduct, as the Lord is holy, copy His holiness. <laughs> do that which He would do. One well, of there used to be a saying going around a lot: "What would Jesus do?" W. W. J. Help me, D. W. W. J. D. What would Jesus do? um he has called you is holy be ye holy how holy is god absolutely holy and that's a high benchmark isn't it to reach the but god wants us to be holy he saved us to walk that life of holiness and as we mentioned the other the other week there's a few examples of how serious he is about it When I mean as i put his hand to stay the ark he was smitten because it wasn't what god wanted to do the way it was to be done was not that way 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 11 just over the page dearly beloved I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust that war against your soul having your conversation honest among the Gentiles that whereas they speak against you as evildoers they may by your good works by your conduct by your conversation which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation you know unsaved people looking upon the Christian's behaviour and conduct could get saved and they certainly will glorify God in the day of visitation when the Lord comes and you've been a testament to them to the point of their salvation through your conversation that would be a real blessing wouldn't it maybe there are those that are looking at you now (laughs) wanting to know if you're going to trip up or fall or fail. I'm going to talk about Tim. <laughs> he, at work, there's a fella that greets everybody loudly and um, just happy fella. <laughs> and hello, how are you? And I think you've said to Tim in front of all the other tradies, which are 30 of them. Hello, Tim. How are you this morning? What did you learn at prayer meeting last night? <laughs> you know, that puts you on the spot, doesn't it? <laughs> he might be listening. I don't know. He could be listening tonight and just seeing if uh, <laughs> he's, he was paying attention and Tim said, I've got to stay awake at prayer meeting. Because <laughs> this guy's asking me, what did you learn at prayer meeting? You don't know. Through your example, our example, what people are thinking. What are it's going over in their mind. Are these, are these hypocrites like most other people I know? Or are these for real? They're thinking. Chapter 3 and verse 15 of First Peter. Is it, <clears throat> there's, a, there's an ad. I think it's a McDonald ad. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'll watch, watch that. <laughs> and, and Dad's using a hammer or something. He hits his thumb. And there's a jar with a swear jar or something. And uh, the guy <coughs> has to do- put a dollar in. And so when he gets a dollar, I think the boy made a, a, a noise and made Dad miss fire with a hammer. And so he, he got Dad to put the dollar in. And then he runs off to McDonald's and gets a dollar burger or something. And so, <coughs> you know, <it's coughs> the conduct is being watched. By little ones, by big ones, and by workmates, and by friends and family. What we say is being watched. They know the behaviour of a Christian sometimes better than a Christian knows. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. In verse 15, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you of reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good Conversation, conduct in Christ. For it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. And in another place it says this is acceptable with God. When you do right and suffer for it, people are looking on. And they, may, they, they cannot have an, uh, a, an accusation against your good conduct in your Christian life. And that would be great to be able to have, wouldn't it? a constant, consistent conduct that's godly that's christ like <clears throat> chapter three, well back in that same chapter three and verse one and two of first Peter, likewise ye wives be subject to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may also without the word be won by what the conversation of the wise mm-hmm. <laughs> put 1st Corinthians chapter 7 about should you know if you've got an, if two people are unsaved one part one of the marriage couple gets saved now there's a saved and an unsaved what does the Bible say in 1st Corinthians chapter 7 abide with them if they please to dwell with you live with them do everything you can to stay together that they might be won by the behaviour of the saved party this is what it's saying, by the conduct of that, by the meekness and the gentleness and the goodness and the fruits of the Spirit shining out to them, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. As it says, the word's used twice in those verses right there. <clears throat> and there's just two in Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, Oh, I did have words that went with all these, but uh, <laughs> con- convincing conversation. <laughs> oh, that was the last one. Sorry, this this one's in 2 Peter 2, verse 7. Corrupt conversation, yes. Vex with a filthy conversation. How is it out there in the workplace with the filthy conversation? Now, some workplaces forbid it or try to, s- to stop it, but not many do. There's a filthy conversation. And what? can happen to you as a Christian when you're around that conduct that's not becoming of a Christian all day, eight hours a day. You're around that sort of conversation. It can start rubbing off, can't it? You can start, you you hear them, you hear them, you see them, you see them. You hear what they say, the jokes they tell, and, and things just don't leave you because you're around that. And that's a filthy conversation. And Lot was being influenced by that in his day. And it did influence him in a bad way, didn't it? The decisions he was making were not what God would have. And even, even with rubbing up against shoulders with Abraham, he still made some wrong decisions. But when he got amongst the unsaved people of Sodom, the conversation was banned. You know, they're at school, young people. <laughs> their conversation, if, if we're living in the last days, which we believe we are, and it's like Lot's day and it's like Noah's day, the imaginations of their heart is only evil continually all the time and you've got to mix there and hold the testimony keep the conduct yes it's hard but it's right and you have got to shine as a light and be different don't be like the mob you know they they criticize you for being someone that's an oddball they're a christian oddball well aren't you going to be Please, when you live go out into eternity and have a well done rather than the well done and um, and just going along with the crowd today unsaved people chapter 3 verse 11 so this corrupt conversation and this consecrated conversation in this verse seeing that all these things talking about the earth being dissolved what shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness seeing that this is going to happen seeing that everything we touch and handle in this world is going to burn up one day what sort of persons ought we be in our conduct we are to be different yes light brings a change of conduct and it should be evident to all it brings a change of criteria too in chapter Uh, back there in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Is this behaviour acceptable to the Lord? When you do something, is this behaviour acceptable? We said, what would Jesus Christ do? The question is the criteria for judging this question, or that question, is this behaviour acceptable? That is a question for judging conduct. Not a personal preferences, not whether other people approve of it or not. Does the Lord approve of my conduct? How do we measure up against the Lord Jesus Christ? And that's back in Ephesians 4 and verse 13 we read, to we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ? The criteria that we were using when we were unsaved is we measure against each other. Well, I'm a bit better than they. I don't do this and I don't do that. So I must be all right. I'm good enough to go to heaven. No. The criteria that we measure ourselves as Christians by is the Lord Jesus Christ, the person of Christ. In Luke 4:52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favour with God and man. And as 2 Corinthians 10.12 tells us, not comparing ourselves with each other. Galatians 1.10 tells us, not to please men, but to be a person that pleases God. Prove everything. Let God approve everything, not what other people think. You've heard the illustration of where there's a whole group of people that's all been set up that one person in the group doesn't know what's, that it's a setup, And somebody will hold something up, might be a colour of something, and, and they, they'll say, what colour is this? And you'll go through different colours and you'll get say, it's red, it's actually red. And, you know, you'll say blue. And everyone puts their hand up, it's blue. And the one person that's not in the loop or doesn't know, he's looking at everyone, I, I must be colour blind, I'll just put my hand up with everyone else because the the public opinion, the the opinion of other people, is is a great pressure to conform to what everyone thinks, and so it is in the Christian life. We complicate the problem of judging behaviour by considering shades of grey. Nowadays, psychology tempts us to think, or to, to make excuses, shift the blame, explain away guilt, wrap. Right? Wrap up unacceptable behaviour as high-sounding phrases. (laughs) But there are no shades of grey for the Christian. It's black and white. God supernaturally enables us to choose conduct that's pleasing to him by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Someone put it like this. The Christian is equipped with this supernatural life by the supernatural experience called new birth. He is empowered to live this supernatural life by the supernatural indwelling and filling of the Holy Spirit. He is supernaturally added to a fellowship of other supernatural, supernaturally transformed individuals who are joined together in a supernatural body known as the Church. The Church which has supernaturally, was supernaturally injected into history on the day of Pentecost will be just as supernaturally ejected out of history at the rapture the believer becomes a member of this mystical supernatural body of Christ by yet another supernatural work of the holy spirit known as the baptism of the spirit there is nothing natural about a christian this his new life in christ is a supernatural is supernatural from start to finish how about us the criteria by which we judge what we do is Measure up to the Lord. What does the Lord think of this? Not what other thinks. Not, not what somebody thinks, but what God, what does God think? So there's just a couple of verses there and a lot of other verses that connect with our conduct and our conversation as Christians. <clears throat> How's it going in, in real life? How's it going out there in the field? Winning the victory? Being overcomers? I pray so. Submit to the word, read the word, submit to the spirit as he speaks.